average student and had like terrible ADHD. And Coffee, Adderall, I like it gets the brain going. But I have tried to wean off of it because I don't want it not to work when I need it. We are drowning in the sea of overstimulation and digital distractions. Overstimulated. Welcome back to Overstimulated, the podcast where we talk about a lot of things and not a lot of time. Um, I'm here today for an audio-only episode with two friends of mine who have uh, brought a mental health organization like a branch of a mental health organization to Miami University and they're here today to talk about mental health and what their organization does and their positions and whatnot. So we have Caroline Yeager and we have Lily Lerman. So Lily is the president, Caroline is the vice president. So Lily, I will let you uh, get into it first and talk about kind of your involvement and why you decided to like go out of your way to bring it to Miami. Yeah, so basically Morgan's message is actually pretty special to me because Morgan actually grew up in my hometown. She went to my high school. She was coached by my lacrosse coach. And after that, she went on to Duke and played D1 lacrosse there. And she had a really bad injury while she was at Duke, which forced her to quit lacrosse. And as a result, she really struggled with mental health problems and she died by suicide in 2019 she was I believe a sophomore junior in college and as a result of that Morgan's message was created um it was honestly like had a huge impact on me like seeing my really close friends go through that like having lost Morgan and so that's why this is so special to me and like so near and dear to my heart and like bringing this Morgan's message, this is an organization that's like trying to eliminate the stigma surrounding mental health, specifically in student athletes. I think it's really important. And me and Caroline are athletes here at Miami and we just like want to make an effort to eliminate the stigma. Awesome. So you guys want to talk about a little about like the teams that you're on? Cause I feel like, well, you're on the same team, but a lot of people here aren't, like, aware. Yeah, so we're both on the skating team here at Miami. Um, synchronized skating, which is the weirdest sport known to mankind. But um, whenever... What is that? Because most people I was just about to say, whenever is. anyone asks me what synchronized skating is, I never know how to explain it myself. But basically, there are 16 of us on the ice at one time. We're making shapes. We're intersecting through each other. We're putting our feet up into the air, doing all types of crazy things on the ice together. Um, a lot of the time people will ask me, oh, it's like synchronized swimming. No. And it's really it's not. not at all. But the only way people can grasp it is like synchronized swimming. So I'm like, always just like, yeah, kind of. I'd say more like dance team on ice is what I tell people. Yeah, that's actually that's good. Yeah. What would Because Cam has actually been to a few of our exhibitions how would you describe it to people that don't know what's I, going on yeah i would describe it as like dance i know you guys take like lessons and stuff right mm -hmm. so I would just consider it like dance but with the element of like having razor blades in your feet <laughs> yeah so what's really special though here at miami is that they have one of the longest running programs and obviously here it's a varsity sport um there are quite a bit of other colleges now that also have synchronized skating teams uh, but there's only a handful of them that are a varsity sport and there are more coming into the mix now but 
we're all very lucky because we not only have a collegiate team that competes against other colleges, but we also have a senior team, which is the highest level of skating, um, of figure skating and synchronized skating. So they are the ones that uh, go to the world team. They compete on the world team. Um, they fight for that spot on the world team. The collegiate team's fighting for national championships every year. Um, it's a pretty high stress environment here at Miami because it's such a big deal and we have such a long history of it. Um, and so I think that that's one of the things that we talk about a lot is we have a reputation to uphold, not only as Miami students, Miami athletes, but um, the name of Miami skating has a long, a long reputation. Um, and so how does like the the world competition or like the U.S. team or whatever, like how is that part of it? Like pe- people think you're like competing in the Olympics sometimes and shit because well, they see like the U.S. US figure skating account. Well, like, so we, we are like the senior team is competing for Team USA. Uh, synchronized skating is not yet a Olympic sport. They have tried to make it an Olympic sport multiple times. The issue is that there's not enough countries that have synchronized skating teams. It's mostly Europe um, and Canada, us. So it hasn't really spread throughout there. And so there's not enough teams to make it an Olympic sport quite yet. Um, but when like worlds, when the senior team goes to worlds, that is our Olympics. Yeah, for based, that's like skating. the highest competition, yeah. like the highest level. You so, can really, like, so it is a to. really big deal, and you are competing for Team USA. You are on the same Team USA thing, like U.S. figure skating. The people, like they pick and send those people to Olymp- to the Olympics. U.S. figure skating is still like picking the Team USA to send to our world competitions. So. It is on the same caliber as that. It's just because synchronized skating isn't. Okay. I got you. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, awesome. Um, so, yeah. Talk about um, kind of what you're looking for Morgan's mes- message to do here um, and, like, how you would like other people to get involved, like, how big uh, mm-hmm. the organization is – yeah, likely honestly, to get to, you know, our biggest goal is just to create like an inclusive environment, like an inclusive community of people who like have played a sport, are playing a sport, like whether that may be like intramural, varsity, club, whatever, that like people who like are wanting to support each other in their journeys with sport and mental health or just like having a group of people to like cheer each other on and like creating a community. I think it's important to note too that. <coughs> Lots of people in their sports, people that love their sports, a lot of, at least what we talk about as student athletes, because we have our own mental health sessions and and things that we have to do as a team, and one of the things we talk about is when you love your sport so much and you're passionate about your sport, a lot of your value comes from your sport and comes from how you're performing, and whether that's on a varsity level or you know, on a national level or on a club team, on an intramural, it doesn't matter. A lot of the time, your value comes from how you perform. And I think that something that Morgan's message really tries to drive home is, you know, you can be injured and like Morgan was and still be going through a really rough mental health patch, but you can also just be having 
a rough time in general finding your footing in your sport. I mean, going from high school, whatever the sport may be, to college level or, you know, maybe not playing your sport as often anymore, um, it can be hard because a lot of the time you're like, well, I just mess that up. Ugh, I'm messing this up again, man. Like today sucks. And then you walk throughout your day and you're like, oh, today sucks because, you know, I didn't perform to my best ability. Yeah. And when you're constantly getting that and it's just like coming at you and coming at you, it can be hard to let that go when that's where you get your value from every day. Yeah. One of the biggest things Morgan actually struggled with was like having lacrosse being her identity. So like once she got hurt, it was kind of like she lost her identity and that's like one of the biggest things that Morgan's message is trying to like make light of like it's not our identities like there's so much more we have going for us there's so many more things that like create our identities we're full people we're full people and again when you're passionate about your sport um it can be easy to lose that especially when we're like you're so committed like we all spend so much time we put so much time and like effort into this sport so like when things do go a little bit wrong, like it's so easy to like kind of like just go, go in a spiral and be like, oh my God, like my life is ending. Like skating's going bad right now. Like, oh my God, like nothing's going well. And I think that's like one of the things that we're trying to like drive away from and like show people that like it's okay if you mess up in your sport. Like mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. Cause so it really isn't. Right. And so one of the things, getting back to the original question, is we want it to be a safe space for all types of athletes. Um, and we want to do that by obviously bringing awareness to mental health. I think mental health is a huge topic now. Um, I do think that being an athlete though, you know, you're kind of told to suck it up. You're kind of told like, yeah, like you, you might be having a crappy day, but especially as like a guy, like on the exactly, football team here exactly. or some shit, like yeah, well, they the will thing. tell you to shut the hell up and like that, like if you're gonna because complain you're putting, or like right, if you're gonna talk, like then you don't really want to be there, or you're putting yeah. blood, sweat, and tears into it, and you know you should be putting blood, sweat, and tears into it, um, and so we and just, another argument is. There's a million people that want it just as bad as you. Exactly. Like, if you don't want to yeah. be here, just exactly. leave. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think it's important, though, to have a space here at Miami that is that is telling us it's okay as athletes to essentially, I mean, to say, like, to not be okay. To not, You don't have to be 100% every single day. You don't have to perform 100% every single day you're not going to perform perfectly every single day yeah and it doesn't mean that you're not working hard it doesn't mean you're not giving like you're 110 percent every day but like if things do go wrong like it's okay like tomorrow's a new day and like mm-hmm. and just like finding i think different ways to um drive that message home we really want to do dedication games i think mm-hmm. that that will be fun not only to bring the community into it um and bring each athlete and a team into it but um i think it just helps remind us that we are people yeah. we're more than our sport and um, what do you mean by dedication games so basically what morgan me- morgan's message does a lot is like have these dedication games there's been some for like the nfl like the washington commanders have had dedication games the new york yankees have had dedication games for like this nonprofit organization that is like up and coming so basically like at halftime usually at the games you just 
say a little spiel about what Morgan's message is just to like get the word out and get people talking about it again to try to like end the stigma surrounding mental health like it's okay to talk about it. it's okay to like have it in normal conversations because like again mental health isn't going away like it's like pretty prevalent right now and it's just gonna keep getting more and more prevalent in today's society so just like normalizing those conversations like getting it out into the world like through these like football games basketball games lacrosse games i th- i think like recently in recent years it's come up a lot more and i think it's because one because social media like people make light of it or like talk about it on yeah. social media but another thing is just like social media in itself is just an opportunity for everyone to just fucking compare themselves to like yeah like write it like you just get on your phone and you're just gonna see like feed of like everyone you look up to or like other people that are in your whatever like in your sporting events that you like are competing against or whatever and you're like damn they're doing so much better than me and it's just Mm -hmm. like a huge comparison game right social media in general and it's so easy to compare i think something to note too is that i don't think that any of our friends would look at me and lily and be like yeah those two are gonna be the ones to start a mental health club like and that's kind of like the irony of it yeah that's like (laughs) we laugh about it all the time because like we don't sit around talking about mental health normally um like this is honestly a a new path for both of us um and i think it's like super beneficial oh yeah it's and i think that's important because we're trying to tell other people that it's okay to not be okay while ourselves reminding ourselves that it's okay to not be okay. Exactly. It's okay like, to have those We need days. this just as much as like we're like advertising it yeah. that other people need it. Right. But I also don't think that we're the types of people that would ever, would ever say that. Um, exactly. I think, I think last year, um, last year was hard for me being on a new team, being on a varsity level, being on, you know, this different caliber. It was hard. And I think something that we talk about a lot is last sem- last year, um, first semester, it was in October, it was World Mental Health Day, and we had a guest speaker, all athletes were required to go, and everyone was so mad. Like dreading this Everyone was so mad, thing. no one wanted to go, it was like seven to nine on a Wednesday, in the middle of the week, and everyone was livid. We, yeah. we get there, and... You know, slowly but surely, like, it, he he gets the ball rolling. And, you know, everyone's kind of making jokes about it. And then all of a sudden, like, we keep doing a few more activities. And by, like, maybe 7.30, everyone was totally tuned in. And we did one activity where he asked us to stand up if the sentence that he said applied to us. And I will never forget this. And I have told my friends my family like I have told everyone this because it in that moment it was so powerful he asked if you're willing to stand up if you have gone through a really hard point during this semester and didn't tell any of your teammates about it and when I tell you more than half of the athletes in that auditorium stood up and it was almost heartbreaking to stand up yourself and then look around to your teammates and see, oh my God, like not only are almost all of my teammates standing up right now, but wow, my team captain, who I thought was 
the strongest person ever or my best friend who I had no idea was also feeling how I was feeling or, you know, a huge, big, giant guy on the football team or, you know, the tallest guy on the baseball team. It was just surreal to look around and see, wow, we've all hit a really hard patch at some point and none of us told each other. And that's kind of like what we're trying to change, like normalizing these conversations, like being able to talk about it, like with our own teammates, like we didn't even know that like our own teammates were struggling and like that's what me and Caroline kind of want to like eliminate. Like we, I think, I think like from an outside perspective, not to cut you off, um, I think like athletes in general, like you guys are so busy, you have so much shit going on, especially you guys are in what, like fucking bio pre-med and like, like really hard majors and a lot of athletes in general are like, yeah, my life sucks right now and everything is like really hard, but I don't have time to sit down and like address yeah. the things that are going on because I'm too busy and they I just mean, try to like push it off to the back yeah, burner. At the until end of the day, like, like, there's always time yeah. to have a conversation with a friend and like, yeah, I think more I, people like need to realize not just athletes, but just like in students general. in general. Yeah. yeah, I think that's something I, I actually went home and talked to my dad about maybe like two weeks ago is um, I think that as students, we get to a point of like exhaustion. Like we're, you know, we're living the college life. We're going to classes. We're doing homework. We're doing all this stuff. And then you throw being an athlete on top of it. And it's another. Which, just real quick before you finish that, just give like a day to day, just like a normal day, like talk about like all the things you do, like as an athlete. So obviously it's different for each team. For skating, we have two days every single day. So we're, and it varies on the day, but you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're at the rink at 6 30 a.m. We're on the ice at 7 a.m. We go until 8 45. Um, and then we'll come back later in the day for dance, for cardio, for mental health training. Tuesday, Thursdays, we have weights in the morning from 7 to 8. Then we go and we get on the ice in the afternoon for another hour and 45 minutes, depending on the day. Um, and then on top of that, you have, at least for skating, we have to take private lessons. We have to skate on our own. Um, so and then you're sprinkling classes into that, too. So you know, you're going from starting your morning at 6 a.m. to immediately going to class to then immediately going to practice again to then finding time to eat in between that, finding time to balance homework, finding time to balance, like, relaxation or getting a nap, getting enough sleep. being a person. Being a person, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I think that, you know, being a student is already hard enough. Um, I did that freshman year. I was, I was just, I wasn't on the skating team. Um, and that's still hard. Still finding your footing is hard. And then being an athlete on top of that, it is another kind of exhaustion. And I hate, I I always hate to pull this card out, but it's a type of exhaustion that it is hard to explain to people that have not experienced it because not only is your body obviously sore and it hurts and, you know, you're building up muscle, whatever, but mentally you're drained. And despite that, you have to wake up every morning and be on your A game and be there no matter how you're feeling. There are days where I walk in and I'm just like, God, I don't want to be here. But you still have to be there for your team, for yourself, for your own dreams. And you still have to push yourself. And right. that's like, it's 
when you're doing it for for weeks on end throughout a whole season and then plus postseason preseason like it's it it's hard it is hard and it's hard to balance all of those things on top of feeling that way on top of friends on top of relationships on top of you know this this and that um it's not easy and so what what did you say you were telling your dad about well that that's what i was telling him like it's just it's another type of exhaustion that i just can't really explain um because you're physically exhausted and you're mentally exhausted but you're so exhausted and then you have to get up and do it anyway and you still have to do it 100 percent. you still have to try to do it 100 percent um and you know and i think that that's where it gets to the point where you're like god i don't want to be here i don't want to do this i have to do it anyway all right i'm gonna push myself and then maybe you don't do it very well that day and then, you know, maybe you're getting crap from your just teammates or, yeah. Yeah, or craps from your, your coaches and you're just like, God, ugh, you know, and that's why it gets you so easily, so fast, because it's just, it feels like everything's on top of you. Yeah. And so, like, have you guys had any, like, injuries or any, like, specific, like, experiences that have I mean, I'd like say ben, last year. Okay. Something that was hard for me in Caroline for sure. <laughs> it's pretty common in ice skating to like share a spot. And so last year, me and Caroline got thrown onto the team and we didn't really our first know year. each other. Mm-hmm. And we got put in this swing position together, which meant we were <laughs> sharing a spot. And I mean, we're obviously like best friends now, but like to feel like you're competing. Sharing a spot means we skate the same like position and only one of us will be on the ice at a time like for competition so then for competition you get chosen like either one of us so to have that feeling of that you're like competing against your teammates is like a whole nother thing and like since we are only in half the time like it made that whole like amount of like stress and like being hard on yourself so much worse because like you could only go in half the time so if something got messed up in the program when you were in you're like oh shoot and then like it worked when the other person was in. You're like, oh my God, like what's wrong? Like, why isn't it working? What so, am I doing wrong? Yeah. So that aspect I think was definitely hard on me and Caroline. I mean, I say this like every day, like I was, am so thankful that we got put in that spot together. Cause one, it like made us so much closer. And two, like we were so supportive of each other, but we were. And it's not normally like it's that. Not, exactly. Like skating is a very competitive sport and like, we're already all competing against other teams, but then to compete against like each other to skate is like a whole nother world and like a it's whole other. It's a mind, like yeah, it's a mind sure. game. So that was definitely hard for me last year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Caroline will say the same, but yeah, I think what I really struggled with last year, and I think uh, a lot of people, a lot of new athletes struggle with it, is. I like grew up idolizing Miami skating. Like I said before, th- we have a huge reputation, a huge history. And you're uh, from Cincinnati. I'm from Cincinnati. I grew up skating at Goggin. I learned to skate here. Um, my aunt skated for the team. So, you know, obviously I, I remember telling my grandma when I was five years old, I'm going to go to Miami and I'm going to skate on Miami skating. Yeah. Adding on to that, I was the same way. Like I always looked up to Miami skating. I always told my parents like, when I grow up, I'm going to be on Miami skating. I would go to, like, the camps when I was little. Obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't live as close as Caroline did, but that was always my dream as well. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean, it, and deal. I think it is, like, the little kids at the rink, like, they, they look up to us. And um, Yeah, you guys are, like, celebrities. <laughs> yeah, to the, to the, to the <laughs> you 8 and 10-year-olds. You can say that. <laughs> um, no, but they, they do. And 
they, um, I think what was really hard is I've grown up here. I've seen it all. Um, my, uh, my freshman year, I didn't make the team. So I skated on the club. I was, I am now so thankful for that experience. I think that life works out in the way that it's supposed to, but obviously that had its own struggles in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Then I finally make the team my sophomore year and it's my first year and I'm just like, I think not making the team freshman year lit a fire under me. It It motivated me and I worked so hard. So then I get here sophomore year and I just feel like everyone is light years ahead of me. And I'm just like, I don't deserve to be here. Like I felt it like imposter syndrome. Like I felt like I was an imposter. I had been idolizing this moment for as long as I could remember. And then I feel like I get there and I just like blow it. And I like felt like a deer in headlights when whatever I was doing, I just always like my coaches would talk to me about it a lot. Like they really wanted me to see the sports psychologist. Um, and it kind of became a huge joke. Like, Oh, Caroline has to go see the sports psychologist. I mean, it was like every day. She it was, was like every day. To see the <laughs> sports psychologist. Yeah. And, um, but I, like now looking back, I think like, I'm so proud of myself this year because it's a very different feeling. I don't feel like that anymore. I don't feel like a deer in headlights. I don't feel like I don't deserve to be there. Um, you know, I I'm can, sure a lot of people have like that same. Oh yeah. And I feel like I can mess something up and it's not the end of the world. But last year, like, it felt like the end of the world. And that's kind of like a skill that like we all work on it, like to realize like it isn't the end of the world like when we do mess things up right and I and I do deserve to be here and it's not necessarily that everyone was light years ahead of me it's that I had you know when you join a new team and this is not just skiing this is every sport you have to learn how to play their style how to do it their way how to mesh with the team and um I don't think that I, something about me is I'm perfectionist. And so I didn't give myself enough grace. I didn't give myself like the room to learn. I just was like, oh my God, I need to be perfect. I need to do this. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like I can relate to that. Like I just expect to go into everything. Like I want to be exactly how like this person does it. Mm -hmm. And the person I'm always like looking up to has already gone through like all the shit that yeah exactly and it just looks like oh they just have it all figured out but like the reality of it is Mm -hmm. is that they've been through just as much as i'm gonna have to go through if i want to get you don't see like the behind the scenes and i think that makes it hard like in sport too like you're seeing these people like win and succeed and you're like shoot but like they have been working so hard like so committed to a sport and like giving it their all so like you kind of just have to take a step back and like realize i think that that was something like for me, when Lily approached me about creating this club here at Miami, I knew that that was how I felt last year. And obviously I wasn't a freshman. I was a sophomore. I already had a great, I would not, and I'm going to, I'm so serious. And I would never tell (laughs) any of my friends this to their face. Um, but I would not have made it through last year had it not been for the amazing friends that I have and like the support system. And I knew that if something happened at skating, I could go to my friends and forget about it and be a normal college kid again. Um, and that was so important. I, that wasn't my freshman year though. And I think going in this year as an upperclassman, as somebody who's done it before, I 
like was nervous for the freshman myself because I knew how I felt and I didn't even have to balance like being thrown into the college experience, trying to make new friends, trying to figure it all out, like trying to go to class, trying to do this, you know, that's another level of like really, really hard is being a freshman and doing it all. And, um, you can probably talk more about that this. That has to fucking like blow, like going into freshman year, just being, especially like out of state people like Lily, you're from around yeah. Washington DC area, like coming in from hundreds of miles away to a school that you have never like you really know nothing about yeah. at the end of the day to new classes, like to an entirely new team, entirely new, like, yeah, everything. I mean, Caroline, you've always said that to me, but honestly, like, I don't know anything different. So it's kind of like I was thrown in. Yes. But like, I'm so grateful for the team. Like in my eyes, like it's kind of like a blessing that I was like so busy every day, like had these 40 group, 40 girls, like, by my side like that is nice that you have so, like, all these girls going through the exact yeah same thing. I mean there's pros and cons like yeah Caroline you knew what it was like without sports so like that was a, a big change in itself but for me like I was I didn't know any different like I came to Miami and this like this is Miami for me like being on the skating team having all these girls having this crazy busy schedule and like I'm honestly really thankful for that like I think that it's kept me like so grounded and like every single girl on the skating team is just one of the most like hardworking people I know. So like to be surrounded by these like amazing women that like are so successful in like school and their sport is just like really inspiring to me. So like, I'm really grateful for that. So I think I we both I can think like, we both are. Yeah. We have two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that going off of that, um, I think the bond that you create with your teammates is, a different kind of bond. I mean, they know almost everything about me. They <laughs> see me through my worst moments, yeah. my best moments, like literally my worst and best moments. And they experience so much with me. And when I say like we put blood, sweat, and tears almost every single day, almost every single day, it is blood, sweat, and tears, literally. And so I think that for anybody on any team – no matter what it is, you know that the bond with your teammates is a deeper, like I know that any of those 40 girls will do anything for me. Even yeah. if we're not that close, you know, I know that at the end of the day, they would do anything to save my back. Like I know that. I know that to the deepest part of my core. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, um, no, I agree. And so I think that that's also another reason that I think something like Morgan's message is important because I have this bond with my teammates and I didn't even, I still, you know, struggle like with, like you didn't even utilize it in right, the moment. Yeah. Right. Like I still struggle with telling them like, Hey, look, like I'm struggling right now. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not feeling great. Like this is hard. Um, even though I know that they would do anything yeah. for me. And Something I think else. That that's important for like a team setting, like just having, being open with your teammates and driving that home yeah. and, you know, bringing that to the table something else I wanted to add it's kind of like what you were saying about when the guest speaker came like later in that presentation he had a bunch of athletes like come up in front of like every student athlete at Miami and kind of like give their story kind of what me and Caroline are doing right now and I think that's kind of like a big goal of Morgan's message as an organization as well is like amplifying student athletes stories and like being able to 
have these hard conversations with like all these people because that's what like makes people feel like seen and like oh like they're going through the same thing I'm going through so Morgan's message actually has a podcast as well called um the mental matchup I'm pretty sure and basically what that is is it is all just a bunch of athletes basically telling their like hard stories and like that's what we did last Mm -hmm. semester at the guest speaker I mean and they there were some crazy stories I mean Miami is known for obviously um, a lot of people have a lot of money here it's a pretty preppy school um yada 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 but these people stood up and they told some pretty um like movie worthy stories I mean, there were there were like a lot of tears shed in the there crowd were a lot for of sure. Tears. There were but, you know kids that lost both their parents. There were, um, I mean, I, I think I can speak for like mostly everyone there though. Like, I walked out of that feeling like so moved and like mm-hmm. so inspired that like these people that are athletes that are supposed to like I don't know be seen as like these tough people like like we were saying earlier like the big guys on the football team and like just hearing their stories and like them going through tough times like really made me like put things into perspective and like not feel like as alone like when I'm going through a tough time like Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really important aspect of Morgan's message is just trying to like normalize like going through a hard time and like and I also think it's important because what I told myself for so long was oh well like I'm I'm not this low like I'm not depressed, so I'm fine. Like, I don't yeah. need to go tell yeah, somebody yeah. something. Like, you know, like, I can sit here and laugh. Like, whatever. Um, you don't have to be at your rock bottom to go talk about how you're feeling. You can just have a bad day and be like, you know what? <laughs> Today, I need to go talk to my my teammate. Like, exactly. I, I need to just go tell him something. Like, as It also goes as far as, like, you don't have to be depressed, like, see a psychologist or, like, go right. to therapy. Like, and that was something that I that I really struggled with because I was like year, my yeah, coach, no, like, like I was like I'm I don't feel like a basket case. Why does everyone think I'm so stressed out? Yeah, exactly. And I had one meeting this year with um one of the mental health uh what was one of the mental health it was like People. our first meeting. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't think of the word. Um, uh, Student Health Center? Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes. One of the people in the Student Health Center. And we had to do it for team. And I walked out of there 10 times better. And I didn't walk in there feeling bad at all. But I walked out of there and I was like, shoot. Yeah. I, I do probably, I, I do need this. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a normal thing. Like, like therapy isn't bad. Like, it doesn't therapy's mean for everyone, like, depressed. Guys. Like, it's, it should be so much more normalized. Because, like, at the end of the day, you're just kind of like, talking to another person telling them your problems and like who doesn't want to have people just like listen (laughs) to them talk i mean i know me and caroline (laughs) i think i think therapy has become a lot more like normalized at least on like social media and 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 the entertainment industry and stuff because you have like so many famous people that are like better help if you've heard of that like yeah there's it's like a huge virtual therapy company and you have like all these podcasters like video content creators tiktokers whatever like fucking um looking for like brand brand endorsements from this company and then on top of that they will talk about how they had experience with therapy and stuff yeah and it makes everyone else feel like damn if like this person that's at such a high pedestal can like go through therapy like or like needs it then like 
damn, it's not so bad if I do too. Yeah. 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 I always talk myself out of it. Like, yeah, like I'm fine. Like I'm really strong. Like I really don't need that. It's not about what you need. The point of therapy is to, it, I mean, it is about what you need, but it can be preventative too. And I think that that's, um, my coach actually said that to me in my coach's meeting. And I was like, you know what? That's a great way to look at it. Cause I talk myself out of it. Like I do need therapy, but I talk myself out of it. Like, Oh, well I'm not, I'm not that low yet. She was like, well, think of it as like, you know, you're not that low yet, but you know, I, you don't want to hit another point in the season where you're feeling like that. So go there to prevent it. And I was like, you're right. Cause like, I'm terrified of hitting that point again. And I told one of my friends that, and he was like, Caroline, like you've already been through it all. You've already gone through the hardest things. You can do it again. And I was like, shoot, you're right. Like, you're right. I've been through the hardest parts. Like and I've made it out the other side. And, um, Actually, that conversation itself was, I was like, all right, like, I want to prevent this because I don't want to get there again. I mean, another thing our coaches always tell us is, like, it's not that we have, like, a problem that we need to fix necessarily, but, like, these resources are here for us to use. Like, I think all Miami students get free counseling, free therapy if I'm... Yeah, I think, like, the first uh, three sessions yeah, are free. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. It's not, like, unlimited, but yeah. Yeah. Well, My I freshman know. year roommate, you did that, and she loved it. Yeah, like, why not try it out? Why not use it? Like, utilize your resources is something they always tell us. So it's kind of like, if it's right in front of us, like, why not? So um, are you guys going to have, like, meetings where people can, um, like, just talk to each other at meetings? Or, like, how how do you think it'll be best for people that are, like, to, I guess, like, get involved in Morgan's message yeah, and, like, so be, like reap the benefits of, like, being part of it. We're planning on having, like, at least, like, monthly meetings, maybe bi-monthly meetings, who knows, but that is, like, our goal. I mean, we're open to ideas, like, whoever wants to be involved, whoever wants to, like, if anyone has any ideas, but, like... We want it to be collaborative. Yes. As of right now, I mean, just, like, coming together as a community, creating an, an inclusive, like, group of people just to, like lift each other up I mean like activities like educational things too like bringing in guest speakers talking about mental health like just like educating ourselves and like yeah what's nice about Morgan's message is that they have um because they're like an actual organization and we're just ambassadors of that organization they have um like a plethora of topics that they have um activities for that they have you know lectures yeah. for that they have guests. And you guys get we funding and stuff too right it yeah we can yeah through miami as a, like a club organization we not also Morgan's message but didn't mention this but like it's represented at like thousands of high schools and colleges like there's right now if you guys look up morgan's message on instagram there's like forty six thousand followers like this started as such a small group of people who were close to morgan morgan rogers and like it's become such a big deal and like represented all over i mean like it started in virginia so like i it's kind of a big deal that it's like made it all the way to ohio to begin with but like it's just gotten so big so fast yeah Uh, like um during my my meeting with um my ambassadors meeting that we had have she said that it is like one of the fastest growing um mental health chapters yeah right now yeah i mean it went from like 
nothing to like there are literal thousands of chapters at universities and high schools throughout and I think that that's kind of cool too is that it's not just universities um they have they they're growing these chapters at high schools too and so I think it's kind of yeah. cool that yeah I didn't even know that high schools were yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. it's it's so special to me too because like I know these people that started it and like they just really care so much like they don't want this to happen to other families and to like to other friends like they don't want us to like lose more people to this like ep- like I, like you can call it like an epidemic like and i think it's evident how passionate they are about it because in my ambassadors meeting um morgan's mother donna rogers was leading the it, like the ambassadors meeting um and i just think it shows how passionate they are about yeah. it they do it at the end of the day it's just like a really caring group of people mm-hmm. that want to like make a change and i mean they, she's reached out and touched thousands of kids for sure point. for sure and we're just trying to like be a representation of that and like bring it here and like spread the message spread the awareness as much as we can so again like to answer your question like how we want it to look like we're still open to suggestions like basic whatever the people who want to join it want like we mm-hmm. just want to be <laughs> we just want to be, be like like uh have a presence here that like people exactly. look up to yeah yeah i we just want to help people i think and again like help people but <laughs> this is helping us more than i think we can really put into words yes i agree yeah i mean i don't think i would have told you even a month ago that i would be on a podcast talking about mental health in general or my own mental health. Um, I mean, this is pretty foreign territory to me too. And I think that that's, you know, important. I think it's important to get people that may not talk about it. Right. I think a lot of guys too, in general, like have a huge issue with, yeah. Well, they're supposed to be seen as like, so stoic and like strong. So, I mean, that's hard to like, kind of let your guard down as a guy and say like oh I'm struggling with this but in reality like it's not a big deal like it shouldn't be taken as like oh you're weak like you're a weak man if like you're struggling I think it's also hard because you don't want to let your teammates down you know you don't want to like be like I feel like an imposter I feel like I can't do anything right I feel like I don't belong here and then you know your teammates kind of look at you like well like we want you here like it's yeah. it's just hard because yeah uh, you want to be strong for yourself obviously and you want to put in 100 percent. but there is an element of like well what if i let my teammates down like what if what would my teammates think about this um but i think that brings me back to the the guest speaker we had last october because once the ball started rolling once one person stood up and told their story person after person after person got up and told their story yeah. and it was it was mostly guys yeah there were s- girls too um, it was a good mix but yeah I, I mean like he had to stop people from coming up yeah, because like we were running was, out of time yeah and everyone was like it it got to a point where people were excited to start to continue talking and about i think it. that's so special to like that these people are being so vulnerable and mm-hmm. like giving them giving us these stories and like obviously yeah like it's hard to talk about these things like they were tearing up like the people in the crowd were tearing up but like that's like real that's like real emotions and like you're like 
yeah and you don't even with. they don't i didn't even know any of those exactly, athletes at the time exactly and it still i still think about that a lot like, i think about i that talk about it all, all the time. time i mean yeah right after i like called my family and yeah. told them like all these like specific stories and was like it, it was just so moving and inspiring right and i think what that really shows to me is that there there is a space here at miami exactly. for it and there's a need for it and there are people that are willing to participate in it yes um and i think that that's really special yeah there's i specifically in miami like so many kids especially the people in greek life like just put it off and put it off and mm-hmm. put it off and go out and get fucking crunk every night and like act like everything's a party and everything's fine yeah. and it's fucking not and like i i see it so often and i see people go down these spirals and stuff and they just they just won't open up sometimes and yeah. I, th- I think they just need to like i think everyone at miami in general needs to just yeah be more okay with I mean, it's like scary to seeing your friends go through that. And that's something else I think that we want to harp on is like knowing how to handle it. Like, obviously, you can't be like a therapist. You can't like save them all the time, like your friends. But like knowing how to like deal with situations like that and like just like get your friends the help they need is something important to me. Yeah, I agree. So that it doesn't spiral and like end up like resulting in like suicide and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think... um something that I always told myself was like well if I act strong then I'll just become more strong like if I push it off and I fake it then at some point I'll be okay fake it till you make it mentality yeah which can be true but it can but (laughs) you know when you're down so bad there's only so much that that can do and you know really in reality I got to a worse point because I didn't just open up about it. I mean, I think my roommate even, you know, at one point asked me and I couldn't bring myself to like tell her. And she knew though, like she knew, like she saw me every day. She knew. And, um, I think at the end of the year when I had kind of come out of the other side of it all, she was like, yeah, I knew you were really not doing well. And it kind of hurt that you didn't feel like you could tell me. And I was like, well, I think that if I told you, it made it more real. If I told anyone, yeah, it made a lot it more of, a real. Yeah, a lot of the time it's people not willing to admit it themselves. Right. Yeah. And um, I think that it's important to realize that I only put myself in a worse position for a longer amount of time because I was unwilling to be vulnerable and to let someone know that I wasn't as strong as I seemed. Like have those hard conversations with your friends. And um, again, I think now I realize that I just never, ever want to be at a point like that again, that I'm willing to tell anyone who wants to ask me about, you know, where I was at or what, you know, how I felt like I will do anything to not get there again because that's how bad I felt. And I, I think that that's, you know, important. Cause once you start talking about that, once you let it be real, you can start to heal and get better. And it's like also having you experience that, like you don't want other people to go through that. No. Either. And that's why I think I looked at the, the incoming freshmen this year and I was just like, I just want them so badly to know that like, it's okay. So my freshman year, I was put in a dorm with a bunch of people that 
basically I did not resonate with or did not click with really at all. And so um, I would always have to go out of my way to like go to other people's dorms or like go to other events and stuff to hang out. And uh, a lot of the time that resulted in like me getting left out of things because I, mm-hmm. I just like it wasn't like, oh, I can just go next door or yeah. whatever and hang out with my friends in my dorm. And so that was like it was really hard to make friends and like find a community and stuff. Yeah. And I know like at the time it felt like I was the only one, but I know there's a lot of people that go through similar things. Um, 100%. And hopefully like an organization like this can kind of start a chain reaction where um, people that are in that, especially like freshmen that are in those circumstances um, can like come together and like yeah, um, be able to like, talk about it or like find a community if they don't already yeah. like have one yeah and i think um we're not the only me- mental health organization on campus i mean there's a ton of them um yeah but a lot of people just don't know i feel like a lot yeah, of people don't know i, I about mean we so don't either, know like, we would love to like collaborate with them though like yeah yeah and kind of join forces like as much as yeah. we can. The more people, the better. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we're not trying to be like, oh, this is the student athlete mental health club. Like, this is it. <laughs> you don't like, even have to be an athlete. Exactly. If you want to like, come and you want to talk about mental health and sports, come. Just it come. doesn't matter. Um, and this is not only for varsity athletes. Like no. I said, I was on the club team my freshman year, club skating. Um, and that came with its own set of challenges. Like, that was another world for me now, but that wasn't easy either. Um, I think that sophomore year was definitely harder for me, um, but it's still not like being on a club team is like still a it's huge still commitment. Huge, yeah, even like intramural teams, like you're still going out there, you're still giving it your all, you're still playing your games. Like it, mm-hmm. it's like easy to get or wrapped even, up in it. Yeah, and even ex athletes that like miss their sport exactly like, well that's, that's the what biggest thing right like, that's what morgan was going through is like it's so hard when you leave your sport and that's your identity for so long and then you're like well crap like what do i do now yeah um it's something that we talk about on our skating team all the time is our coaches want to make sure that we're like fully developed people by Seriously, the time we leave here because like, we're not going to be professional not, synchronized yeah, ice skaters we're not becoming professionals at that's this we're not, not going thing. again we're, we're not in the olympics like we're not going to the olympics after this the you reality know, this is it, it for us the reality of it is like we're gonna wake up one day senior year and it's over it's it's done and like <laughs> we need to learn how to cope with that like we're joking about it but like it's real like And I think we've all kind of acknowledged that like that is going to be tough Mm -hmm. for every single one of us, especially when um, sports, but just working out, exercising, it's a release for a lot of people. Oh my gosh. Um, 100%. Over the summer, if I didn't like work out for a day, I would wake up and be like, I feel so terrible. My mental health. I would tell my parents, I'd be like, I feel so sad. Like, I don't know what it is. And they'd be like, go on a run. I went on a run and I felt so much better. <laughs> you feel 10 times better. Yeah. It's so real. And like, it's crazy how much of an impact working out, being active can like. Yeah. Make. I would just feel fat and then I'd feel sad. It's not even that though. It's literally like a chemical in your brain is released when you work out. And I swear like to the day I die, like I need to be moving and active or else like. Yeah. It's downhill. <laughs> okay. So, um, 
we're going to try to wrap up here. So what, what's like your call to action or like, how do you guys want people to get involved or like, what's uh, the, what are the next steps for, for your organization? We have a Instagram Morgan's message, Miami OH. Um, Cam can <laughs> put that. I'll put it in the Instagram bio. Um, like I, like we've kind of said, um, Morgan's message is, is just becoming a huge thing. Um, it's a newer nonprofit. It's been around for, I think three years now, starting in 2020. Yeah. Um, and here at Miami, obviously, we're just now starting it up. So we actually haven't had any uh, meetings yet. We've just kind of started to get to planning things. We've just started getting to... Becoming um, a club. Yeah, becoming On a club. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lily just put everything through for that, right? Yes. So... Nice. Um, I think that if you would like to get involved, there will be plenty of opportunities opportunities coming up after winter break to get involved um you can also just always like dm reach out to me or caroline i'm sure cam will put our info in there yeah. in the post but and yeah we just want people that are you know passionate about mental health and sports or or one or the other yeah or just each other all of it <laughs> or all students it. <laughs> yeah Okay. Well, yeah. Any final points? I don't think I, I, I think feel so. like we hit a lot of it. If you guys have any questions, though, seriously. Yeah. Or if you would love to tell us your stories, we would love to listen. Or to if them. you'd like to become an ambassador. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of the above. Join our club. <laughs> yeah. And then also that goes for me. Like if anyone feels the need to do like a podcast episode or something talking about like some something mental health related or something that they think other people are going through. Um, this series that we started like real talk, um, is that's the whole point behind it. So yeah, feel free to reach out to any of us and go ahead. What did you have a final point? Yeah. Yeah, It's okay to not be okay. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's all I got. Thank you guys for coming on. And Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. And and managing to have a serious conversation. For yep. <laughs> yeah, me and Caroline aren't the... <laughs> We're the types of people that will look at each other and start laughing. So right. we are actually Surprise. sitting on opposite couches right Surprise now. Surprise we got through this. I was, yeah. I was impressed. I know. Yeah, so come to our club meetings and oh, they'll watch us laugh at like, each other. There'll be food too. Mm-hmm. Oh, now yeah. we'll go. <laughs> now we're talking. Just in case you guys weren't already convinced. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>